Showtime. Yes, hello, welcome to 2002 A Film Odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the films of the year 2002. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And we are back, and we are continuing to do our thing on this show, which is work our way through the just, entire... Just doing our thing. <laughs> our thing. <laughs> uh, work our way through the entire theatrical movie release calendar of the year 2002, in chronological order, and we have a nice little conversation about every movie. That's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, in this this case, it might be a little conversation about Showtime. Yeah, maybe we don't have <laughs> a whole lot to say, but maybe we do. I uh, think, well, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I do want to bring up about the uh, current group of movies we're talking about. Uh, so if you've been listening to the last couple episodes, you know that we're Currently talking about movies released on Friday, March 15th, 2002. And uh, I've been saying that we have four movies to talk about, but that is incorrect. There were five movies that came out on that day. Okay. So I thought there were four movies that we were going to like talk about and spread across four episodes, but there's one more movie. Itumama Tambien. That is Itumama Tambien. So that will be our next episode. Right. An actual uh, good movie. Which is a pretty good Maybe. movie, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But uh, this uh, this episode, we're talking about the Eddie Murphy, Robert De Niro, buddy cop comedy slash showbiz satire, Showtime. Showtime. Uh, but we're not alone. We are joined by a very special guest, a returning guest, and we're very happy to have her back. Katie Glaster is here with us. Hello. 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 Thanks for inviting me to your thing. Well, thanks for coming back for this movie. Yeah, you you had this one circled on the calendar, right? You're like, I gotta come back to talk Showtime. Oh. I'm sorry that you've been coming to the 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 garbage. Go- the garbage, yeah, the worst garbage. ones. <laughs> Yo, what was the other movie that you were on for? Uh, Queen of the Damned. Oh yeah. right. Uh, okay. Well, I mean that that movie's probably better than this movie i would say it's better than showtime oh, yeah. yeah 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 worlds away yeah i mean we'll get into it but i would say that that's probably better than this movie <laughs> i think it is <laughs> yeah uh, both uh village roadshow movies yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i mean i, I don't guess, know if that uh, means anything to anybody but yeah i mean i i, I remember i know that the intro logo yeah. very well but yeah, the, uh, the v yeah yeah uh, yeah, so that's a movie we're going to talk about, and I think we also said that we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, Robert De Niro on this episode. Yeah. I was going to say we could talk a little bit about Eddie, too, but we already talked, uh... Yeah, we went pretty, we went pretty deep on Eddie Murphy on the, uh, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, uh... Episode. Episode. Yeah. And plus we'll have, uh... Several more opportunities to talk about both of these guys because they both have three movies that came out in 2002. Okay, what are the other ones? So for for uh, Eddie, for Eddie, you got Showtime, uh-huh. uh, The Adventures of Pluto Nash, Oof. and I Spy. Oof. And then for Robert De Niro, uh, he's got uh, Showtime, City by the Sea, and Analyze That. Oof. Yeah, Analyze That is. Terrible. <clears throat> yeah. Well, did you ever see Analyze That? Katie? I never saw Analyze This. <laughs> you didn't see Analyze This, this either. This or that. This or that. Okay. Or that. Oh. Uh, Should I? Or 
missing out? Maybe this you could see. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think this is great. No, it's it's it was like very it was very successful and popular when it yeah. came out. Yeah. And I bet if you watched that. it now, you'd be like, eh, all, yeah. all right. That's what I figured. Yeah. It's like okay. You know, now if there's one mm-hmm. uh, mid-period Robert De Niro comedy to see, in my opinion, oh, it's yeah. got to be Meet the Parents. Yes. Right. I'm, a, I'm a big Meet the Parents yeah. uh, advocate. Well, you love the whole trilogy. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's... He always says this every time I bring up Meet the Parents. Uh, it's on mic or off mic. Incredibly true. It's right? not true. Those movies are terrible. Andrew doesn't lie. Oh no. Yeah, those are like your Godfather trilogy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I we you you said we got to talk to Nero and we're gonna do top three. And yeah. So I wasn't sure if we were gonna do performance or just movies, like just De Niro. Movies. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Uh, and I was like, if it was performance, I might sneak uh, Jack Burns. Mm-hmm. Meet the parents in yeah. there just to, just to be a, a little a little devil, a little sneaky, a little, a little stinker. Yeah. yeah. Well, I told you about this, Katie, that we would talk about De Niro and mm-hmm. talk about our favorite De Niro movies, mm-hmm. if you have one. Um, I went through his filmography earlier, yeah. and really, I settled on Taxi Driver. I think. Sure. Yeah. I haven't Great. seen it in years. Mm-hmm. I'm actually compelled to watch it again, but I think that has to be like his best performance in my. Yeah, I, it's got to be one of easily one of his most iconic for sure. Yeah. I mean, because that's like the whole like, you know mirror monologue and yeah. all that stuff. So and yeah. truthfully, I hadn't seen. I mean, a lot he's great. Of, I hadn't seen a lot of his other stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's boring. got a very top heavy filmography. Like, look, because I have, I have, we did a list before mm. uh, when we were bored on on Zoom. <laughs> like, we just did yeah. these lists and stuff together when we were watching movies he's got like an insane like i don't know like top 10 ish movies and then maybe like even 12 yeah i mean there (laughs) it's a very strong like top 10 to 15 and then and then it just like really drops off a cliff like his later especially once you get pretty bad into the 2000s and beyond yeah yeah i i have high hopes for uh killers of the flower movie but like all his only good stuff like in the last like recent handful of years or whatever is when he just reunites with Scorsese. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Cause otherwise you just get movies where he's just kind of riffing on his persona. Bad grandpa or whatever. Where he's playing like a, a funny cop or a funny boxer or a funny mobster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or a bad grandpa. Or a bad grandpa. Yeah. (laughs) Not a dirty grandpa. Yeah. A bad grandpa. Or wait, was it dirty grandpa? Bad Grandpa bad was grandpa the Knoxville. Okay, so it's yeah. Dirty Grandpa. Yeah. yeah. That's with, like, Zac Efron and Aubrey Plaza? Or am I, like, mixing up a bunch of movies? Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I think <laughs> I, think I might I think be mixing Aubrey up Plaza's the, in the Micah Dave... Mike and Dave. Wedding, wedding Dates. Day, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think she's also in... Is I, she you in know, Dirty Grandpa? I've you never know, seen I'll confirm. Him. I'll confirm. Yeah. He's also in some movie that, like, just came out called About My Father... Yeah, with, with uh, that like comedian, that Sebastian M. Yeah, I say M because I can't remember his last name. Maniscuzzo. It's it's something Manis- very Italian. I don't yeah. know. Um, but he's a big uh, big deal comedian. I know that he's got Manis- a Netflix special. Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Yeah, 
So the other, the other like kind of serious stuff that De Niro does nowadays is, um, uh, what should we call it? David O. Russell movies, and I don't like David O. Russell movies that are. Yeah, so he at, did like outside of the nineties. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook and American Hustle and Joy and. Uh, most recently, Amsterdam. Of, Amsterdam. Attention, yeah. 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 Okay, so he did a movie. These are different movies. He did The War with Grandpa and Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he really is. He really is doing a, a, a grandpa it's character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dirty Grandpa does have Aubrey Plaza in it. So okay, you were right. Yeah. Uh, but not Zac Efron. That's the that's Mike and Dave. Mike and Dave need wedding dates, and that's Dave Franco and Zac Efron. No, or is Zac uh, Efron not even in that? I think that's Adam Devine. Or I haven't seen any of these movies. That's so I'm Zac just Efron and Adam Devine. Yeah, you're right. No Dave Franco, and that is Aubrey Plaza again. But not no Robert De Niro. So I don't really know why we're talking about yeah. that movie. <laughs> It's funny if there if there's somebody listening who like knows these movies very well and they're just, just screaming at their car <laughs> listening to us just say like oh that's with this person well okay <laughs> I don't I don't expect that we would have a, like a listener that's like a huge Mike and Dave need wedding dates fan I, I mean know. They, they exist there has to be somebody there yeah. has I'm sure yeah. Uh, yeah so we'll talk more to Nero and we'll get into Showtime but uh, we should probably just you know. Hang out for a little, little bit. Just talk about some random things we've recently watched. Sure. Yeah. This is uh, what Dan has coined the chill out session. Yeah. This is just like the meet the parents thing. Yeah. That is false attribution. <laughs> I really like that movie. It's, I like one. It's the only one I own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll chill out for a minute. Uh, sure. Yeah, I like how on the last episode, I I did a lot more explaining about what the show is and how it works because I thought more there would be more new listeners because we were talking about Resident Evil, but I feel like we don't have to worry about that for Showtime. Yeah, we're only going to get the downloads, <laughs> the people who already <laughs> subscribed to the show for this one. Yeah. There's not going to be anybody out there. I wonder if anyone's made a podcast about my favorite movie, yeah. Showtime. Who's talking and then, Showtime? And then, exists out there, I'm telling you. There's someone who there could be, will. yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay, so the uh, Berlioz Cop trilogy episode we did, granted, that's much more famous, remembered Eddie Murphy movie. Mm-hmm. That one was one of our most downloaded episodes yeah so maybe maybe we'll just tag it up with hashtag yeah. eddie murphy on yeah. instagram and and just let the downloads come rolling in yeah and we'll like maybe we'll say beverly hills cop a few times so we can hashtag beverly hills cop yeah i mean this movie's not as good as beverly hills cop it's not and yeah. it is a similar genre so. yes the buddy cop yeah uh all right well so let's chill uh, Katie, do you remember this part of the show mm-hmm. from when you were on where we talk about stuff we've seen? Yes. You could go if you have something ready or one of us could go. Well, I did watch Vampire's Kiss. Yes. No, oh, So excellent. graciously led to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was interesting. Yeah, with Nick Cage. With Nick Cage. Yeah. And he's Jessica walking Bales. around with the uh, plastic fangs. But that's later. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, he's just walking around like a fucking crazy person. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, and I have to admit, like, the entire time I was captivated. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I looked at my phone once. Yeah. But I can't say I was, like, enjoying this experience because I was really preoccupied if about, like, whether or not Nick Cage is killing it or fucking blowing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this good acting or is this absolutely terrible? No one before. no one straddles that line quite like Nicolas yeah. Cage. Okay, so that's the thing. I, I, I would say, yeah. Women all understand. Yeah, I think yeah. you could argue either way. Mm-hmm. I would say... Killing it. Yeah. I think okay. I think it's an A plus film <laughs> and performance. I yeah, I enjoyed it, like I said, but yeah. um I did realize that that must be his niche, like playing crazy, in my opinion. Right. Because that he is where big, he belongs, yeah. like where he, he already is it probably speaks to his true nature, honestly. Like he must be a little crazy. Well he he is a big fan of like all that like old German expressionist filmmaking mm-hmm. and like Nosferatu and all that stuff. And so, like, he, I've, I, you, you can, like, go on, like, was it Variety or is it GQ? Uh, GQ. One of those YouTube yeah. channels, and he, like, talks about his, like, favorite roles and stuff yeah. like that. And Interesting. that, I think, is his favorite movie that he's ever done. Uh, yeah. I, or his favorite role. Yeah, I think stage, he yeah. considers that where he, uh, he calls it, like, his, like, laboratory where he's got to <laughs> experiment with all these different, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think Externalities it's like, and stuff. It's like so in his like wheelhouse yeah. like, in terms of like his interests and mm-hmm. talent and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just, it was kind of fun watching him unravel and just become more unhinged. Um, but it was interesting because I was reflecting on his recent, like, you know, he made somewhat of a comeback. Yeah. Uh, and he I, does like I every enjoy, couple years, right? Yeah. It seems mm-hmm. like I enjoyed yeah. a couple of them in particular, Mandy. Yeah. And what's the one about? Uh, pig. The pig, pig yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that one. The one about the pig. <laughs> yeah. What about the one about Mandy? Oh, yeah. Mandy. <laughs> so yeah. then I realized his like dialogue is very minimal. Like he doesn't right. really say much. So I think I enjoy Nick. It's a very it's a little bit more performance. muted. Yeah, sure. In both uh, pig and Mandy. And Mandy, yeah, yeah, that's when I actually really connected with him when he wasn't talking. Yeah, he can kind of do everything in his own way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I, jury's out for me. I, I can't decide. Yeah, really that's really fine. Bad, I get it. Way, I, feel. I mean, like, a guy who can do Caster Troy and the guy from Pig yeah. is, like, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, and, like, yeah. Leaving Las Vegas and Con Air. Yeah. Cameron Poe and his Oscar-winning... Yeah, and City of Angels. Which I've actually never seen. Yeah, I've never seen Garbage. that. <laughs> but it's got the goo goo dolls, so. It does. Iris? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that band was a punk band? Yeah. Yeah, have you ever heard the early goo goo? It yeah, just sounds like a bad replacement yeah. ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I listened to it. I got really in the weeds on the internet one night, like a few years ago. And I was like, oh, let me listen to the first Goo Goo Dolls album because I heard it was like punk. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's not that. It just sounds like a not very good replacement. It's like, it's not horrible. But it's just like, eh. like, it's good. In my opinion, when I first heard it, it was good for Goo Goo Dolls doing punk. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I had yeah. never known yeah. they did it to begin with. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you'd only know them based yeah. on Iris, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. I did for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did everybody know that uh, City of Angels is a remake of uh, Wings of Desire. I did know that. Yeah. The Vim Vendors movie. Yeah. 
a better movie than City of Angels. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so have you seen anything else? Um, I watched... Actually, I did watch a movie called Chan is Missing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Wayne... Uh, Wayne Wang. Wayne Wang. Wayne Wang, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. Um, it takes place in San Francisco, in Chinatown, and it's really interesting. Like, like mid-80s? Yeah, I think yeah. it was mid-late 80s. So you get kind of an intimate glimpse in like, the nuances of Chinatown in San Francisco mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, the different little cultures and different neighborhoods. And basically, you know, these two friends can't find their friend, Chan. And um, they just kind of are, embark on this journey to find out what happened to them. They just go from, like, neighborhood to neighborhood asking people where he went. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was yeah. really creative, really well done. It's actually, that's on my list for the next Criterion sale. Really? Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, I've seen clips, and it kind of has a... Jim Jarmusch vibe a little bit. Not just because it's black and white, but it's like kind of deadpan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, it looks really cool. I've never seen it. Hmm. But yeah, I've never seen it either. Yeah. The Criterion sale is coming up. Uh, yeah, July. What's a Criterion sale? <laughs> so, yeah, twice a year at Barnes & Noble. It's like uh, the only time most people I know go to Barnes & Noble anymore. Uh, they have a 50% off Criterion Collection sale. Yeah. So it's always a big deal for, like, movie collectors, like, you know, people who buy physical media like we do. Yeah. So it's the time, it's really the only time of year I buy Criterions, just because I just buy them, I just wait till the sale, and then... They're always so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Especially now that they're putting out 4Ks, those are, like, um, $50 retail Oof. price, just like, a lot for... I mean, it's a nice edition of the movie, but, like, still... Yeah. Yeah. Do you buy 4Ks, Katie? I haven't in a long time. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's like the format after Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah. It's the. It's more. It's. I mean, I. I. It's much more of an enthusiast thing than Blu-ray. Like I don't yeah. ever expect it to even hit the levels that Blu-ray did or has. But it probably won't. No, because yeah. the way the whole that whole industry is. Yeah. Not. Every, everything's moving to streaming and stuff. So yeah. I feel like there's even still people who just buy DVDs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They still exist. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. There is something about, like, what was I trying to watch? Oh, 200 Cigarettes. Ah. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't find that streaming anywhere. And I swore I had the DVD. I couldn't find it. I went to my parents' house in my old bedroom and was, mm-hmm. like, looking for it, and I couldn't find it. And so now I have to pay to stream it, but I don't want to, and I should have just yeah. owned it. Yeah, there's things that are going to get lost it in the shuffle forever. with yeah, could just... streaming. Uh, 200 Cigarettes has uh, been out of print for a while, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's a great movie. That's, a, that's one of those movies that never got released on Blu-ray. So, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We'd like Showtime. Not, I'm not trying to like seg back to Whoa, Showtime. Whoa, you're trying we, to get... Hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to get this You got a bus to catch? No, <laughs> bus to catch. <laughs> Early segue. No, 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 no. But just, I was thinking about it, yeah. how Showtime never was released on you Blu-ray. There is another parallel, though. Like an all-star cast. Mm-hmm. And not huge commercial success. Like 200 Cigarettes has like literally everybody in it. Yeah, yeah. the Affleck bros and... Courtney Love. Yeah. Elvis Costello even makes an appearance. There's a lot of people. Yeah. But anyway, but I don't feel like that ever was a big deal. I don't feel no, like a lot of people know about that it. That was always like a mild cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it has a following. Yeah. yeah. I think people like it, yeah. yeah. And someone someone interesting directed that movie, right? Yes. I was going to... It's not the duo that did 
can't hardly wait, right? Um, I don't know. I'll check. I'll pull it up. They did uh, Josie and the Pussycats, I believe. Which is another movie that people yeah. Yeah. stick up for. People mm-hmm. all, all of a sudden yeah. loved, like, 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that kind of like the uh, formula for cult films? Yeah. Like, they don't initially generate good yeah. commercial success and then eventually... Right? Yeah, I feel like there's some movies that try to be, like, cult movies, like, right out the gate. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to be cool. But then yeah, you get things like that where, like, yeah, who called that, like... Movies like uh, Josie and the Pussycats or Jennifer's Body would be like... Yeah, yeah. Jennifer's Body is an interesting uh, one. Movies on the Criterion channel. It's really yeah. interesting to think about all the movies that have come out like in the past decade that will eventually be cults that maybe mm-hmm. yeah. don't even know about. It makes you consider... I don't know. Sometimes I reevaluate. I like go back and think yeah. about like movies that I didn't care for or like nobody saw or whatever. And I'm like, which one's going to catch on? Yeah. I feel like a lot of critics now are trying to beat the, like, they're trying to think, oh, is this going to be a cult film later on? Like, uh, five stars for <laughs> yeah, whatever this curve. is. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was, I, the person who directed uh, 200 Cigarettes is not someone I've ever heard of, so I don't I don't know. Is it one person? Risa Bramon Garcia. Mm. She's mostly a casting director and a producer, but ah. she's directed a couple of things. But, uh, gotcha. She's... No, no, it hasn't directed anything else I've seen. So I don't mm. know. Maybe I'm just thinking of the massive cast that's in Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of get the cast of 200 Cigarettes mixed up with the cast of Duets. If that, am I? <laughs> I don't think I've seen Duets. <laughs> with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, Gwyneth and uh, Huey Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. And a bunch of other people, not just those two. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Duets is a movie that's been to cult audience. I I don't believe. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, they do uh, Cruisin' together. And that became like, it was like on the soundtrack and stuff. Is, is, I haven't seen Duets, but is Duets like a mockumentary about like people who are into karaoke? No. I mean, I have honestly never seen the whole thing. I think I just saw bits and pieces on cable in the early 2000s but uh no i don't think it is okay i mean you could tell us if i'm wrong about that but uh yeah i think it's just a movie if you're a big duets head yeah <laughs> send, send us an email with hashtag let's duet yeah maybe they can come on the podcast yeah yeah if you're a big duets fan you've earned the right to just be on the podcast yeah yeah we'll send, guys... you, we'll send you andrew's home address and yeah. you come to the shed <laughs> These guys don't know shit about doing <laughs> some, some guy fuming in his yeah. car on the freeway. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think it's like an intersecting storylines movie, but wow. about karaoke people. Like, a like Mike, Mike Figgis does a karaoke movie or something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, sh- like shortcuts with karaoke. Like Paul Giamatti's in it. and Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dan, or did you I'm have, done. you're done <laughs> chilling out? Done You're done chilling out. Okay. I mean, I could go if... Uh, I mean, I... I, I, I only got a few. Okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. I, I'm, I'm not going to read everything I've watched because I've watched too much stuff. Yeah, because we... we but I'll, I'll, I'll read the hits, but yeah. you can go first. Oh, well, I saw a couple big movies. I saw uh, Wick Chapter 4, 
Sure. Uh, we haven't had a know. chance to talk about that on mic. Yeah, we haven't really even had a chance to talk about that off mic. I don't think we really mentioned Yeah, talked about that with each other. Uh, John Wick Chapter it's 4. Fun. Yeah, did you see it, Katie? Or do you care about the John Wick series? John Wick. Not yeah. my genre. Yeah. Not my genre. John. I, genre? Yeah. I made my girlfriend watch all of them. Like, I showed her the first three on, you know, at home, and then we went and yeah. saw the fourth one. So they're good. I, think uh, I, I like them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're like for a modern action franchise, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. I would say not as good as Mission Impossible's, but yeah, if 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 you want like something of a fledgling genre these days, yeah. it's a good ex- it's a good example of it. Yeah, and I, I think they're all really good movies to see in theaters because mm-hmm. I've actually only seen all of them once, and it was in theaters. The third one. Still my favorite one. Yeah, I think the third one's also my favorite. Oh, uh, yeah, this is probably the first one where the the kind of world building and the expositions kind of start to way, like bog things down just a little bit. It's a little for long. Me. It's a little long. It, it's yeah. three hours, almost three hours. It's almost three yeah. hours. Yeah. Uh, you kind of feel the runtime a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. but I think that gets outweighed by the what i think is the what these movies are all about which is the choreography which is oh donnie yen's fucking awesome in this yeah movie. which it's is movie. amazing yeah. like it's basically ballet yeah in these movies uh which i think is worth seeing them for mm-hmm. uh i i don't know if it, i wouldn't say it's my least favorite but i it's not my favorite of the wick movies i think uh i think first one's my least favorite because i just rewatched them all yeah i mean i i like all of them though but like yeah. to varying degrees but yeah yeah but yeah like i said it's yeah it's like a dance basically with guns it's all showcased in these like just incredible set pieces uh that are truly like epic you know i know that's not a, <laughs> a, a word that we it's a word that we make fun of a lot on this show but no that's uh, epic. that's epic but, uh, yeah, there's, like, yeah, like, five set pieces in John Wick 4, and they all have, like, little subsections. Like, yeah. Like, it starts out in one place, and then he, like, goes to another room, and then another room, and then it cuts off here. Uh, and it's really wild. Uh, I think the Osaka Continental uh, part is my favorite. Donnie Yen with the little, uh, yeah. little alarms. Right. Like yeah. it. Sorry, I know you haven't seen it, and we're just, like, no, it's fine. talking about <laughs> uh, I do have a comment, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's really interesting, because I, I feel like uh, that genre, maybe John Wick movies, uh-huh. kind of capitalize on action, just, mm-hmm. like, visual stimuli and explosions, and, like, whoa, yeah. how'd they do that? But, like... It doesn't really, because it's not titillating, you're not, like, really uh, thinking very deeply about it, but yeah. you are, because you're thinking about everything, cinem- like, that's happening behind the scenes, uh, like, the sets, or, like, the choreography, yeah. and then, like, connecting ballet to John Wick, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, no, no, I re- genuinely think that is it's so cool. the draw, like, is just, like, watching everybody's movements. So it is? Okay. Yeah, it's, it is like ballet, I'm not yes. just... Those movies are made by a stuntman too, like a stuntman, former stuntman 
directs them. So they're very like, and 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 with each movie, he keeps adding kind of like famous martial artists and yeah. famous stuntmen to the movie. So they're very like big on the craft of all of that. Uh, so it's, yeah. it's it's definitely part of the draw for sure. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the Osaka section, like it, yeah, like you, there's like one floor he's at, and then it moves to another floor, and then it cuts outside to where uh, Donnie Yen and uh, Hiroyuki Sonata are fighting. Two great guys. Yeah. Love Two, yeah. both those guys. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, and then you even got uh, Scott Atkins yeah, in there. That's that's a wild performance, uh, too. <laughs> that, that guy, Scott Atkins, is like a uh, direct-to-video action movie he's legend. Kind of the, the... He's like the the new Van Damme, kind of. Yeah, but for people who just love, like, direct-to-video stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing, like, a... What kind of an accent is he doing? German, right? Yeah. Austrian? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a, a big... He looks uh, like Steve Coogan in a fat suit or he something. He does, yeah. It's, it's... Yeah, I was... I was. It took me a second to realize that, that was him. Uh, the whole time I was just like, "Who's this guy?" He does look like. Why didn't they just get an actual like big guy or whatever? Yeah. And and then I'm like, oh. But then you Scott watch him Atkins. fight, and it's like, yeah, crazy because yeah. <laughs> he can do that stuff in a fat suit. But uh, yeah, I know. I recommend those movies. Yeah. I stand corrected. I will give them a shot. Yeah, I mean, they're not as like if you think like, oh, it's like a dumb action movie it's not that there's more to it yeah they also have this like really like kind of almost needlessly like deep world building and stuff like to them that like it's fun it it definitely like you think it'd be goofy like but then uh it kind of it kind of just adds to it yeah it's fun yeah but in that regard, like, as far as the world building goes, the I don't think it really expanded on much from the third to the fourth. So no. I think that's why I thought, like, the dialogue scenes where it's just, like, uh, Ian McShane talking about the rules and stuff mm-hmm. was just kind Excommunicado. of... Excommunicado. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him talking about, like, dual loopholes and stuff was just like, yeah, this is not that exciting. But, you know, the action set pieces were, like, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then after that, I saw uh, Air courting a legend. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> the, the Nike, uh, the Air Jordan movie. Oh, I saw some yeah. of it. Yeah, I watched part of it. Yeah, uh, which I thought was all right. I, I'm probably like in a three out of five zone on that one. Good performances. It's nice to see like another adult drama, I guess, in theaters kind of that we used to get like back in the day like a kind of an underdog movie but uh i think there's just something about the uh i guess the nike of it all that that kind of lowers the stakes a little bit because you know that like everything's gonna work out yeah yeah i also i the thing that i have i haven't watched that yet yeah uh the thing that i thought was weird that i was reading about it is that they they keep just referring to michael jordan but you don't ever actually really see him Right, they they, they kind of just do like a Crispin Glover in Back to the Future Two kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> or them. almost more like uh, uh, Steinbrenner from Seinfeld kind yeah. of thing, where you see like yeah, the back of his head. Like or, that's weird. Or you see his, some you see his shoulder. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it it was okay, and it also like is uh, as far as the period detail goes, it was a little 
heavy-handed. Like, it was, like, a lot of needle drops, like, a lot of 80s songs, and and it, it also seemed a little bit like it was trying a little too hard to be kind of a Wolf of Wall Street kind of thing, mm-hmm. like that kind of freewheeling nobody does that like scorsese no no, so no other people shouldn't even try <laughs> honestly uh yeah it was all right and then after that i saw oh uh the jackie chan double feature that we saw the new beverly yeah that's yeah. right that was a blast yeah i saw that they were doing that and i was like oh we gotta go to this mm-hmm. and i texted you right away yeah Rum- rumble in the bronx especially yeah was awesome and uh jackie chan's first strike that was the other one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were both great. That was that was really cool. See those on film and yeah. uh, see the like longer undubbed version of, yeah. of both of those was really cool. Yeah, and like Cantonese. Uh yeah, they and I was just thinking about like set pieces like Rumble in the Bronx has a lot of really cool. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I you kinda I kinda took it for granted, I think. And, yeah. And like hadn't watched it in a while and seeing it again just like some of the stunts that he does and yeah like such a famous like stunt reel at the end too during the yeah. end credits where you see him like roll his ankle jumping on that like hopper boat and stuff yeah yeah so yeah cool. and that's a movie from 1995 yeah and it looks way cooler than a lot of action movies oh god that the fight scenes out. yeah are leagues better than anything yeah even john the john wick movies i would say they're better than those and yeah. those are great in our crowd like applauded after every like big fight scene they're really into it yeah, yeah. which is fun to see a movie that way yeah. and first strike which is a movie i like hold dear to my heart uh has cool fight scenes too it's got the ladder fight scene where he's Kicking ladders at people, and I think you might have dozed off at that point. I was, I was very tired. Yeah, <laughs> not sorry. to throw you under the bus. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it's fine. It was a double. It was a double feature. feature yeah. Long day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the ladder fight scene in uh, First Strike is awesome, and that's like Jackie Chan's James Bond movie. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely is uh is like uh, traversing. Yeah. The globe. Globe trotting. Yeah. Secret agent movie. Yeah. I think that's everything I've seen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple movie night movies that we watched, but I'm yeah. sure you'll you'll touch on those. Uh, I mean, I was actually going to kind of skip over most oh. of that stuff just because uh, I have uh, a lot ah. that I've watched since we last recorded. So I'll just kind of blow through some of these. Uh, rewatched Sunshine. Really enjoyed it. Hadn't seen it in a long time. Um Rewatched all the John Wick movies, as we talked about a second mm-hmm. ago, uh, and then saw four, which I enjoyed. Uh, I actually rewatched Vampire's Kiss uh, last nice. month. So Any new takeaways? Um, no. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it just as much as I did the last time I watched it. Um, but uh, yeah, I watched, watched a handful of Nicolas Cage movies with my girlfriend. Uh, I don't know why we just watched some but I, I watched vampire's kiss valley girl um which is fu- which is fun and mandy also nice. so another movie we just talked about um uh i saw bo is afraid the new ari aster movie and i hated it really? <laughs> i did i did uh i respect it though i'm glad it got made it's a big swing i just um it it 
really lost me. It's like three hours long. And, and the first hour, I think, is like pretty good. And then it just kind of like steadily loses me. It's 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 something. I mean, I I really like his other movies too. I still do. It it hasn't like you know ruined them or anything for me. But like this one just didn't do it for you. It didn't do it for me. It's a big swing. I think he'll probably get reined in a little bit uh, by A twenty four or whatever studio. Yeah. Uh, funds funds him next time, but because they put out all of them, right? They they have yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad it got made and I'm glad I went and saw it in a theater just to like, sort of like support. Yeah. You know, an auteur making some crazy ass movie that like, you know, like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was not for me. Um, Yeah. In fact, it, it like, made me (laughs) mad while I was watching it. And I was just like, I I wanted to like it so much, too. Yeah. I feel the same way about just most A24 movies. I always have high expectations. Mm -hmm. It's going to be something. Yeah. A24 movies are, uh, a lot of those have real low audience scores and stuff, which is funny. We talked about on our big cinema score episode. Yeah, Yeah. the great... Great cinema yeah. score, right? Um, uh, what else have I watched? Um, well, we watched some some movie night schlock, which I don't have to, don't have to go over that really. Yeah. Um, just just mention Eye of the Tiger. Okay, we watched Eye of the Tiger with Gary Busey. Yeah, which was a movie I chose for movie yeah, it's night. Pretty pretty bad. It, it is bad. And we I, also watched the Zodiac Killer, which was fun. But yeah, bad also. <laughs> I like the Zodiac Killer, kind of. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for what it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you know about that movie? Yeah, I've seen it. The seventies one? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was uh, gonna say I would have been oh. surprised. <laughs> uh, that I also was surprised. So yeah, I love Zodiac, the the, the like Jake Gyllenhaal one. I mean, that's probably what I'm thinking. Right. Okay. But no, the Zodiac Killer is a movie from 1971. So before the Zodiac murders even like stopped or whatever. Um, oh, so they just, like, fed into his ego? Well, okay, so this guy, he's just some guy. Like, he's not, he doesn't have, like, a big, long Hollywood career. He made another movie. But, like, um, what's his name? Tom Hansen. He made this movie basically, like, with his friends and unknown people. Like, no real actors are in this movie. And it's this kind of, like, exploitation, like, horror movie about the Zodiac Killer. But he made it with the hopes of having a big premiere and him showing up and then Zodiac showing up and they, they issued this like handwriting, uh, like they had a handwriting expert and they, they like had this like questionnaire, whereas like everyone in the audience had to write, it's like the Zodiac killer killed people because blank. And then people (laughs) had to fill it in and they had some handwriting expert that was like analyzing it while people watched the movie. Uh, in the hopes that Zodiac would just show up and also be like, well, uh, uh, because he thought it would be cool or fun to do. What if, what if the the killer did show up and he was like, Oh, well, all right. Oh, Oh no, not all right. Not all right. (laughs) (laughs) There's a big X through the eye. I mean, I, I was, the whole time we were watching it, I was thinking the Zodiac Killer, like, in the crowd, because the whole, half the movie is, like, some of the kills are based in reality, and the other half are not, because 
he hadn't stopped killing yet at yeah. the time. Jesus. So there's some like truly insane yeah. um, murder scenes in this movie, like a very funny one uh, where like he like tips this old lady into a trunk and then just starts stomping on the trunk. You know what? The Zodiac Killer probably just flipped over his questionnaire and started taking notes. Yeah, like, it's like, oh. <laughs> Stomp. <laughs> never considered that. Yeah. But that's, I, that's, that's a good thing to note. Are there any kills that came out after the movie that were yeah, could have been based on the Zodiac Killer? Um, yeah, I just imagine the Zodiac Killer sitting in the crowd just feeling like, I would never do that! Or something like, like that. No, that's, that's not what happened. That's not what I did. Or wait, yeah. that's not what I think he would have done. <laughs> or she. Yeah. Uh, he just walks out. <laughs> Gotta get popcorn. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's, it was, it was an interesting it was an interesting movie. It was pretty, I, I think it's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, it's, you know the whole idea of it and i mean it's dangerous <laughs> yeah but. yeah uh the last movie i want to talk about is is a movie that i actually wish i would have picked for movie night because it's like right in our zone that we normally these like kind of like trashy uh 80s 90s like action movies mm-hmm. and b movies and stuff that we watch a lot of um it's called class of 1999 Oh, yeah. With Stacey Keach mm-hmm. and uh, Malcolm McDowell um, and Pam Greer and, like, Patrick Kilpatrick. And it's awesome. It I've, was, I've never seen it, but it's I'm familiar. It's very fun. It's directed by Mark Lester, the commando guy. Yeah. Who also yeah. did, like, Showdown in Little Tokyo. And then this is a sequel to the class of 1984. Yeah. Um, but Stacey Keach has the coolest funniest costume i've ever seen i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna show you guys what he looks like in uh this movie um and uh yeah uh so that's what he looks like from the front you can see he's got contact lenses for like white eyes and then that's what his hair looks like why <laughs> it's so good um, looks pretty cool. It's it's a honestly a blast. It's yeah. it's a it's. I wish I'd picked it because I wish I I want to watch it with like you guys. Yeah. Considering how like perfect it is for the kind of stuff we watch. Um. Yeah. It's it's a really good time. There there's more movies in the series, right? There's three or no? There's, there's only two. There's I think like another sequel even to Class of '99. Yeah. Um. But I don't think it's supposed to be very. Uh-huh. I mean. None of them are, like, good. Yeah. But, but we could yeah, watch I mean, them all. I mean, we've watched some real... It's true. Real turds on movie night. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I have the tiger. Yeah, it's some of the worst movies I've ever seen we've watched during movie night. <laughs> the worst movie I've yeah. ever seen we watched. Start using turds as a rating system. Like, yeah. five turds. Yeah. <laughs> a giant big, turd. A big old turd. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just... To, you know, mention why I the main reason I picked Eye of the Tiger with Gary Busey is because it's the only movie that came out on my exact birthday. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. nothing to do with Survivor. Uh, oh well, so, the song is used in the movie. But that's not why you wanted to watch it. No, no, just because. Well, There's I mean, no it, it looked like the kind of thing that we would get a kick out of. Like yeah. It's, yeah. Gary Busey <laughs> versus. Conceptually, it was. Yeah, I mean, it's a revenge movie where Gary Busey uh, goes up against a motorcycle gang, 
But it's, like, kind of boring. <laughs> it's a boring, worse roadhouse. Yeah. Only one movie came out on your birthday? Yeah. Like, no movies came it's out on like my 86, birthday. 87? Uh, yeah, November 28th, 1986, which was Thanksgiving that year. I just, um, imagine how sad it would be to spend your Thanksgiving going to Watching see I Am the Tiger, like, by yourself. <laughs> I mean, maybe... <laughs> that's fucking bleak. I mean, maybe it looked cool. <laughs> it got, I mean, the... The poster made me want to watch it. Yeah. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's kind of boring, considering yeah. it's... you. We, I, I remember just, like, wanting it to, like, kick into high gear. Or even just, like, have yeah. some, like, scenes, like, in Bulletproof, like, where you just... Gary Busey goes kind of off the deep end or yeah. whatever, and it never happens. Yeah. It, it, it ends with uh, uh, his, like, buddy who he teams up with. Uh, Yafet Kodo, like, he's, like, flying a little Cessna plane, and he's chucking dynamite out. Yeah, and that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and the like, movie is not Like, James cool. Brown is playing. <laughs> yeah, so all of that, all, if you described that to me, and I hadn't seen it, I'd be like, sign me up, yeah. I'm gonna go home and watch it right now. I'm yeah, gonna leave this podcast to go watch it. <laughs> Yafet Kodo chucking dynamite <laughs> yeah, out of a little plane. sounds cool as hell. But it's, uh, it is boring even though it does have those elements yeah Yeah. it's pretty boring yeah so i think that's all we've all watched right that's the gist of it oh wait we all watched one more movie it's showtime it's showtime yeah yeah white's camera aggravation (laughs) that's the uh tagline when uh when did you watch it katie did you watch it last night? Uh, I did you watched watch it a couple it days ago. Last weekend. Okay. I watched it last I, night. I tried to keep it close to the date. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's a very forgettable movie. Like I watched it last night, and I've already forgotten things about it. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, I lied. Um, I rented it again today because I couldn't remember shit about it. <laughs> did you watch it again? <laughs> did you watch it more than once? I watched it twice. Oh man. Oh, man. I feel like I owe you I money. Was <laughs> Yeah, we definitely owe, owe you some. Yeah. Some... Oh, well, I'm I sorry. Like I was like, what am I going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't fucking remember. Well, we'll, uh, we'll. I zoned out so much. We'll it's guide really... you. It's easy to do. But no, that. it's fine. I, I watched it today, so. Oh, okay. So you've <laughs> seen it. Okay. Tell us what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, did uh, I can't remember? Did I say at the beginning of the podcast what it was? It's a buddy cop. Yeah. Movie mm-hmm. slash Hollywood showbiz satire. It's about uh, two cops, basically, two LAPD officers, or one's an officer, one's a detective, and they are basically forced to be on this reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time they're on this show, they are also uh, working on a, a case uh, to pursue a uh, an arms dealer, or a... a, a a weapons, uh, a gun runner. Yeah, distributor, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure why they cast that guy that they got. <laughs> like, I have, yeah, I have nothing against that actor, but, like, <laughs> that guy's not, that guy has, that guy's barely done, like, anything. Yeah. And you're just like, I was gonna, I was gonna say the exact same thing. Someone that you kind of know? I think, there are a lot of personal favors involved with the making of this movie. That's why. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, yeah, like you said, I have uh, no offense to the actor. who His name is uh, Pedro Damian. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, who is Pedro Domingo? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 like when you first get a glimpse of him, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, let me look this guy up and see what I, what I might know him from, yeah. and I'm like, oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does a lot of like you know Spanish language stuff, which yeah, I had to look him up. Sense, but, but like, it, it's it's odd casting. I mean, like, did. 100% of their budget go to Eddie Murphy and Robert that, De Niro. That is what I'm thinking. That has to be it. Well, and Rene Russo, too, is yeah. like kind of a big fish. Because it definitely didn't go to any rewrites on the script. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, but, yeah, the the villain in this movie is played by Pedro Damian, who I have, I have no idea who he is. Maybe he's a big deal in Mexico. Like, I don't think so, because he's not even in that much stuff. Yeah, like, he might be like a producer over there or something. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Are you Googling it? <laughs> I, I'm on IMDb. But yeah. uh, I had like a completely baseless theory for this. Uh, that uh, maybe... So, he own, he owns or he just patronizes a Cuban club. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he owned that club or if he just... He owns the club. Okay. And, uh... The character in the movie. The character in the movie, Vargas. yeah, yeah. Caesar Vargas. Yes. Uh, maybe they were thinking for, like, maybe Andy Garcia? Who mm. is, like, Cuban. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they were thinking they would get somebody a little more well-known, but they blew all their money on <laughs> De Niro that and Murphy. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Uh, I almost, while I was watching this, like wanted because this is a thing we do during movie, our movie nights and stuff where we do like these fantasy recastings mm-hmm. like if we if you were remaking showtime in 2023 for yeah. whatever reason who would you cast in each of the roles and i wanted and i i didn't end up doing it so yeah. we don't have to actually do this exercise but <laughs> I, I was thinking like well who would you cast to play Vargas? i mean in my first thought was like javier bardem mm. Like I, I was going to say... In the counselor mode. Sure, with that hair. bleached hair. It's got frosted tips. Yeah. But it, it, it'd be a fun exercise to think about. We don't actually have to do yeah. it just because we don't want to sit here just thinking for five <laughs> minutes or whatever. Well, I, I, I did think, like, if this movie were to come out nowadays, it would probably for sure be, like, just a straight-to-Netflix Kevin movie. Hart would be in it. And... With Kevin Hart and Wahlberg? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It might even be less than Wahlberg, honestly. Like, Kevin Hart would be the the one. Yeah. Oh, and they would spend, spend less money on the other guy? Yeah. Because there was just, like, there was just that, like, Woody Harrelson, Kevin Hart, like, buddy comedy movie called, like... Didn't know about this. Uh, Agent from Toronto or something like that. Oh, maybe was, I did hear was about that this. Called? Yeah. It's not that, but... Something Toronto. Man from Toronto? Man from Toronto, yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So it would probably just be like a straight to streaming thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but if you could have anybody in the movie, Dan, who would you choose? <laughs> oh, wait. So we are going to do the exercise? Well, I just, I only say that because I feel like you could probably think of somebody pretty quickly. Uh, I wouldn't make Katie do this. Please, thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unless for... you wanted to. Uh, for, um, for which character? All, like, both? All three, yeah. For De Niro, um... I think I, I think I got mine. Okay, go ahead, you go first, then. So the villain, Benicio. Mmm, great. 
My cat's namesake. But wait. Oh, okay. Go ahead. We're making this into a good movie? <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> or a... We uh, always joke that we keep the script exactly the same, but then yeah. we just cast it with A-listers. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, got it. Continue. Just uh, to see how, 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 how good an A-list cast could punch, a, punch this movie up. Well, I mean, this movie has an A-list yeah. cast, That's actually. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's got an A-list cast across the board, except for Pedro Damian. Um, yeah. Who's not bad, just not anybody I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, all right, so for Mitch Preston, who is De Niro's character, I'll do Michael Shannon. Mm, okay. And, uh, for, uh, Trey Sellers. Mm-hmm. I'll Ice do... Trey. Yeah. Mm, I'll do... Tiffany Haddish. Sure, that's, that's actually pretty good. Versus, uh... That'd be... I would watch that movie. I would go see that movie in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Benicio del Toro. She's funny. Tiffany and Haddish and Michael, Michael Shannon. Shannon's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd go see that movie. Uh, I don't. I sure. I I, I can't top that. Right can't now, top that. So yeah, um, we didn't plan on this at all. Yeah, yeah, I I me bringing that up makes it sound like I had more of an idea in my head <laughs> of who I would have picked, yeah. but it was just something I was like, oh, I should. I should uh, get them to recast this movie, and then I was like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> and then, right. And then I just went back to, like, staring at the television while yeah. Showtime happened to me. <laughs> yeah. You kind of forget about the movie. as yeah. You kind of forget very about... Yeah. Very you forget about the movie as you're watching it. You're yeah. like, what happened three scenes ago? <laughs> I couldn't remember. Like, the... I was just like <laughs> whole scenes had gone by, and I was yeah. like, "Wait, what? What, what, <laughs> what am I watching? This what are they so up to validating. now?" <laughs> this is so validating. Yeah. Like, uh, what was the point of that scene? Uh, well, I was gonna say, are there any scenes that stood out to anybody that they would want to bring up for whatever uh, reason? Like, oh, this was real. Definitely the scene where Trey stages. Oh the, yeah. Uh, purse snatching. Yeah, yeah. Russo's purse snatch yeah. outside the like diner. Right. I mean, that's, it's not a good scene, but it's a memorable scene, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, because that's how he gets his, uh, or that's like his audition to be on the reality show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he creates his own audition yeah. by staging a purse snatching of the producer right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I just wanted to bring up the first scene of the movie, which is uh, the, the character's introductions, mm-hmm. where you first meet... Uh, Mitch Preston and Trey Sellers. Two great characters. Two classic characters. <laughs> it, it took a lot of effort for me to remember their names. Uh, <laughs> so you meet them in like two little fake out scenes where you think like one thing is happening, but uh oh, it's another thing happening. <laughs> so uh, it opens and De Niro is talking straight to the camera and uh, he's saying things like, oh, you know, being a cop is not what you see on TV. It's not about like, jumping on cars and choosing between the blue wire or the red wire and stuff like that. And then he starts to get, like, tough, and he's like, yeah, if I, you mess around in my city, I'll put you behind bars. And then it... I knew exactly what the gag was Oh, you knew, be. like, yeah, <laughs> right where it's going. I knew exactly what it was going to be. <laughs> and, and it cuts, and he's talking to children. Yeah, for, yeah. Yeah. And then, and, yeah. And then, like, a horrified teacher. teacher. Yeah. yeah. Rachel Harris. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Young course, Rachel Harris. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the following scene is Eddie Murphy uh, talking to a police captain. 
about like his partner being shot in the field or whatever and then it's revealed that that's part of a uh, an audition because he is an aspiring actor mm-hmm. and he goes to auditions on his lunch break he's also a policeman yeah he's an aspiring a, actor he's but an he officer. auditioning to be a policeman yeah horribly mm-hmm. right right uh I'm going to say not funny, the first no. couple of scenes of this movie. No, I mean, if you want, like, if you want, like, an Eddie Murphy, like, Hollywood satire, like, three years before, yeah. Bowfingers. Like, Bowfinger. Ten Bowfinger's times funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing in that. He's so funny. That's probably, like, the last great Eddie Murphy movie. I'd have to think about that. I mean, I'd never, I've never seen Dreamgirls or, uh... I mean, I'm sure I that's... Wouldn't, I wouldn't think of Dreamgirls as an Eddie Murphy. I know he's in right, it, but, right. like, that's not an Eddie Murphy vehicle, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I've never seen the Dolomite movie that he did. I know people like that a lot. Yeah, but I also... Similar similar thing, like... Yeah. I mean, I know he's even the lead in that, but, like... It's like a biopic. Yeah. I, I When I think of, like, Eddie Murphy movie, I think of, like, oh, it's... Like the Clumps or something, where he's yeah. playing... Me Dave. Seven characters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's probably like, uh, part of the, not the inspiration, but, uh, maybe one of the reasons that Showtime came to exist because there was like a few other, uh, like kind of showbiz reality TV satires that were coming out around that time, like Truman Show, Ed TV, uh, Bowfinger's not reality TV, but it's like. Well, even, it's uh. It's meta, like, kind of like yeah. a movie being shot in a movie. Yeah. Yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even De Niro was in 15 Minutes. Yeah. The year before this, which is a movie I always get mixed up with this. Yeah. Even though one's n- not a comedy and this one's. And it's almost uh, an like. unfunny comedy. Yeah. It's almost like the serious version of Showtime. Yeah. Because he's like a cop who is a. Like a celebrity cop who's always being followed by news cameras and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that movie's not great. If I no, that movie's right. pretty bad, yeah. too. Uh, Ed Burns. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, yeah, that's how the movie opens. And, you know, you meet the characters and then, uh, De Niro's character, uh, gets aggressive with a news cameraman. He shoots his video camera. And then that's, uh, that's how he kind of winds up at the mercy of this, like, fictional tv network yeah frankie Faison plays the captain and forces him to yeah that. yeah frankie Faison is the captain he's like you gotta do it mitch <laughs> they're, yeah. doing a, they're looking to cast like a cops like reality show <laughs> yeah yeah and they're they want a dirty hairy right and yeah think de niro is that i'm sorry what's his name again um uh, mitch, mitch preston mitch, yeah yes. mitch. yeah and again, Katie, thank you for watching this movie. And rem- remember, putting so much effort into remembering these, like, <laughs> incredibly forgettable scenes. Uh, yeah, what's the name of the the network? Maxis? Maxim? Yeah, like, two, yeah, something stupid. Like I don't like remember that. <laughs> I just figured it was, like, supposed to be, like, a TNT kind of thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, so, uh, Rene Russo is, like, a producer uh goes to the head of the network and it's like hey i got this idea for a show uh because de niro is like a tough as nails cop who would be worth following around i guess i mean i will say that that 
that is the kind of show that would have been on television at that at that time at that time yeah, yeah. that is true yeah. someone watching this nowadays might be like oh that show would never yeah I'm like no that show would have been they would have been on the air yeah like, or something similar because it's it. yeah it's like cops with a little bit of real world thrown in confession booth yeah because that like that was a, a real world thing right they would mm-hmm. i think that's how it started is that the reality show that pioneered the confession booth? I was wondering that. Could have been Big Brother in the UK. Well, too, I was thinking that's that. Because really, really Big Brother, show. yeah, Big Brother, the USA version was huge at the time that Showtime would have come out. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, Big Brother was big in the UK even before right, yeah. we did our own version of it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know what was first, but yeah, Real World definitely would have popularized it here yeah for sure uh but like in terms of like poking fun at reality shows like it doesn't really go beyond just like the surface level stuff like other than saying like oh yeah they do this on reality shows like they put them in a confession booth talk Mm. to the camera like they don't like go any deeper than that it misses a lot of opportunities this movie yeah Yeah, they're contractually obligated to spend like x amount of time in the confession booth every day and that's why there's a lot of footage of robert de niro just or like mitch just sitting there staring at the camera yeah because he's just like looking at his watch like reading a newspaper being like five minutes is up yeah you get that montage of him just so many montages yeah just just like quoting cop movies and stuff yeah yeah (laughs) de niro (laughs) being funny yeah um now what let's we don't have to go. I don't. Want well, we to don't have to go beat by beat. We yeah, can just I, talk about like scenes that stood out to us. Let's talk about the William Shatner scene playing himself. Yeah, he's been, yeah, he's in a lot. Yeah. So, uh, once which like, is something I completely forgot about. Yeah, I do not remember William Shatner a being in it, and also yeah. definitely wouldn't don't remember him playing himself. Yeah. Can same here. Yeah. yeah, I didn't remember that either. Like, I remember him being in the trailer, and I remember him being in the movie, but I didn't catch that he was playing William Shatner. Because they keep calling him TJ, because he was TJ Hooker. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I realized, oh, he's playing William Shatner. Just cut out all the <laughs> William Shatner stuff, and then you can spend a little bit more money on your villain of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You can hire, like, a more yeah. reputable actor. Again, I have no problems like, with that actor. Yeah, I mean, it's that guy's just, not, like, it bad just, or anything. It just feels like such a letdown when you have, like, mega stars like, in your lead performances yeah. to have their, like, villain be yeah. someone nobody knows. Like a complete unknown i'd say pretty much yeah. yeah he was also i don't know if you noticed see the other movie i, I did in. yeah but you can go ahead and say it he was yeah. also in collateral damage a movie we've already talked about yeah. on this show um, <laughs> so that's but, another th- but we didn't notice him in that movie yeah. or whatever he was <laughs> so that's a theory i had that's another warner brothers movie so i'm wondering if like he was just on the studio a lot and they're like well we can't afford andy garcia or benicio <laughs> del toro <laughs> Do you want to be in this? You know, another thing that supports your theory is that um, Russo's character, her her sidekick, is actually De Niro's adopted daughter that he cast in this movie. Yeah. Mm. So maybe he was... Yeah. I don't know. Budgets. Yeah, maybe they were like, well, we can't afford a lot of people in this. I mean, let's talk about the... Um, I would I would say very uh, forced and not well-developed relationship between Rene Russo and uh, Mitch. De Niro. 
It's yeah. like they were going somewhere with that, and then, uh, <laughs> and then just all of a sudden at the end, she like kisses him. It's yeah. just like, see you for dinner at eight, Mitch, and you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then like the fact that he's a he does like uh, pot throwing, or he's into like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so emasculating. Like, yeah, oh God, he's into pottery. Yeah, pottery. it's almost like they were like, well, we need to give him like a character trait. We need to make him fleshed out. <laughs> he's into pottery. Yeah. And then, and then, like the only reason, the only reason he's into it is because his divorce counselor yeah. made him do it or whatever. And, right. And he's like, oh, but I don't even try. Yeah. And so he just makes shitty pottery, and he knows yeah. he makes shitty pottery. Right. Um. So I probably like shouldn't keep admitting this on the podcast that I do this, but I I did watch this movie uh on a you know uh, on just some random streaming website uh but then i like stopped and i legitimately rented it from uh amazon prime and i'm pretty sure that in one version the first version i saw there was a scene in it that wasn't in the theatrically released version Mm -hmm. and that's where Rene russo and de niro were having lunch in a booth at that diner and they're talking about their respective divorces did that happen in the version you guys saw no the they're um the only dynasty is when they're sitting at they're at the bar or not the bar but yeah the counter yeah i'm sure i saw a scene where they were at a table or a booth yeah interesting there is a she has a passing line about Mm -hmm. having also been divorced oh okay but it's just at the counter if i remember Mm. right yeah. So whatever you saw would have just been yeah. an extended or deleted scene. Yeah, yeah. I must have seen a, a version where like a deleted scene was put in where they're at a booth and they're talking about their divorces. What what movie did we recently cover where oh, that happened? <laughs> uh, it was it was Harrison's Flowers. <laughs> yeah, where you just saw a totally different version. I saw because like... you watched it on some website. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you're like, oh yeah. What do you think about all? What do you think about all these scenes? I'm like, Andrew, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it had like, the, like ten minutes of yeah, like, footage I mean, that was that a you lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I sh- we should probably make sure that we watch the same versions. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll stop doing that. Uh, that fine. But I didn't want to pay for Showtime. But then I ultimately did pay. To yeah, rent jokes on you. Yeah, you yeah. watched. Uh, more of this movie than you needed yeah. to. You watched exactly like two minutes more of Showtime than I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's not the... as much as you, Katie, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, thank you for watching this twice. <laughs> uh, you can Venmo me six dollars. I will happily. Yeah. 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 No problem. No problem. Uh, Until I get it. Um, it was fun, actually. <laughs> but yeah, their whole relationship feels very forced. Uh, because there's only like seven <laughs> minutes of screen time dedicated to that being like yeah. Focused most on. of Rene Russo's like character is just sitting in the van during that like car yeah. chase or walking around frantically in a pantsuit. Yeah, you need yeah. to do this. You need yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this. yeah. Where are you? Let's do this. Like just very commanding and like yeah, like uppity. Mm-hmm. She's uh, pretty wasted, I think, in this movie. Yeah, there are a lot. Of... I mean, everyone's pretty wasted in yeah. this movie. Yeah, but yeah. And then she ultimately just ends up as, like, a hostage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no? I don't... 
I think so. At yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the gun yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she died at the gun show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the shootout at the gun show. <laughs> Who could forget yes, that? Yes, the classic shootout the at the gun actually. show. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> where where he immediately takes that like that weird gun that that guy made. Yeah. And the big... shoots the like jumbotron down with like yeah. flawless accuracy. Yeah. You know, like from the floor, just like. And then it's just an old jumbotron yeah. comes falling down. The big, uh, yeah, he used the big cannon gun to crush the. Uh, it's a cannon gun, is that what it is? Well, it's like a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they never, they don't have a name for it, I don't think. It looks, I mean, I, I know nothing about guns, thankfully, but like, it looks like some sort of weird custom gun yeah. that that it guy is, so they made. Say it is. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the say, ballistics guy. Yeah, I said it looks like it's Eastern European, which I never really tie into why. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing that is just like handled very willy nilly. the the ballistics The ballistics guy being the surprise twist uh, villain, not the main villain, but he it turned out that he was in on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He gets crushed by the jumbo. He gets crushed by the jumbotron. Yeah, at the gun convention. Yeah, yeah. During they, the shootout, they only they only figure out the twist. Because they're both watching the last episode of yeah. Showtime after they were yeah. uh, fired from the police force for right. that car chase during, in downtown. Yeah. Which is funny, my, my girlfriend wanted me to mention this, but the uh, car chase takes place right by her old apartment. Oh, very like, cool. Yeah, there's a CVS. Yeah. And it's right next to the, the uh, alleyway where, the, where from... Um, from, uh, oh God, <sighs> they live where they have that really long fight scene in they oh, live, yeah, yeah. you know, uh-huh. or yeah. Keith David and, um, Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah. So that alleyway is right there in downtown LA and you see that alleyway in this movie. That's like during their, uh, uh, like the big shootout. The one that gets them fired. They're like yeah. heat, heat style shootout. Yeah. Um. I will say, I mean, not that this is, like, a good thing for this movie, but it's cool that they actually, like, shot this movie in L.A. Because now yeah. this movie would be shot in, like, Atlanta or Vancouver, yeah. you know, somewhere else. And they'd have, like, signs up that say, like, Los Angeles. Yeah, like, <laughs> the worst the worst offender I think I've seen in years for that is uh, when we watched Den of Thieves. Yeah. That movie is, like, supposed to take place in L.A. Have you, have you seen Den of Thieves? Mm-hmm. You, probably don't need to no. it's if you've never seen heat i would see heat yeah well it's, before it's you like, see kind of Dan like thieves it's a it's a very poor man's heat um it's it's not horrible like I, I didn't have the worst time watching it but there's no need to see it if you haven't seen heat yeah but uh that movie takes place in la but it's all shot in like suburban georgia and it's so having lived in the south for yeah. a few years it's so obviously you not see. L.A. Yes. Like, you can just tell. You it's see, like, so... Piggly Wigglies and stuff in yeah, the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so clearly not Southern California. Yeah. yeah. Once you've lived here, you recognize it immediately. Even, like, in scenes in movies or shows where it's supposed to be not in California, you're like, this is obviously, like, L.A. Hills or, like, the... You know yeah. Like yeah. Obviously Southern California. Yeah. It's very noticeable. Uh, yeah, it's like that's kind of become the new, uh, like, Vancouver for New York. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So are you saying that 
you can't shoot in Los Angeles. It's just more expensive. More expensive yeah. So a lot of movies don't do it that much. I like Ambulance shot a fair amount in LA, I think. Yeah. The which but that that movie's like whole point was that it took place like in LA. Like they even they even like highlight <laughs> LA in the word ambulance yeah, and like made the it poster. Bolded and yeah. capitalized in a larger but font. Yeah, like it's just it's so like so much cheaper. Like all the Marvel movies and stuff shoot in like Georgia because they get like tax breaks from yeah. the state. And yeah, I know. I saw the credits a lot towards the mm-hmm. end. You, know, like, you see that the, yeah. the peach, yeah, yeah, Walking yeah. Dead, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia and like New Orleans, a, a lot of places that you know probably didn't have much of a presence in Hollywood that just like were like, well, let's get in on this. And it's yeah, just, it's turned into like a hotspot right industry now yeah yeah but showtime shot on location in la yeah yeah uh who uh who laughed during this movie i think i chuckled somebody called somebody a dickhead and i chuckled dickhead's always funny yeah (laughs) that's a cheat (laughs) uh yeah, no, not a whole lot of laughs to be had, I don't think, in Twice. Showtime. Twice. Damn. Yeah. Please, please. Um, uh, I don't re- honestly don't remember. What oh, I, just, I, I'm sorry. I just realized the dickhead line. It's when uh, De Niro's talking to Frankie Faison, right? And De Niro's like, I'm not going to take orders from some coked out Hollywood dickhead. No. Yeah. And then he's like, actually, Mitch, she does have a dick. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Sorry, but I don't know how I pulled uh, that, that whole scene out. But, verbatim. I yeah. kind of laughed when Eddie Murphy threw the like uh, rim, car rim like a frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why. Yeah. Most of most of my laughs were just kind of like laughing at the the mental thought of me sitting here watching Showtime. That's true. I yeah. dissociated a few times and I was like, "What am I doing? <laughs> I could be doing anything I want right now." Today's my day off work, and I'm sitting here watching Showtime to go talk about it for two yeah. hours with my friends. Like, yeah, but I, yeah, I think I also like. I wouldn't say I like full on belly laughed, but I like almost <laughs> chuckled. I smiled at a couple moments, and uh, <laughs> much like you, it was the scene where uh, Eddie Murphy stages the uh, the audition, like the fake uh, robbery bust, uh, and. Uh, it's where like they finished probably the best scene in the movie (laughs) i guess even though it's like really really stupid uh (laughs) it's where like de niro like figures out that they know each other and that it was all staged and uh uh after the guy is like oh yeah we met during a like combat stage Stage class yeah yeah and uh, right right and de niro uh Says something like, he's like, oh yeah, armed and dangerous, huh? And he, he shakes the knife. And it makes <laughs> yeah. like an over-the-top wiggling sound. <laughs> like, wiggle, <laughs> was quite like that, but... <laughs> I can't do a, a, a rubber knife cool if it was wiggling same, with my mouth. It'd be cool if it was the same, like, boing noise from uh, Rollerball. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's one thing that kind of made me laugh was a sound effect in this movie. It was a, a rubber knife jiggling. Uh, and then later on when Eddie Murphy is uh, making fun of uh, 
De Niro's like wardrobe and he's like man you wear plaids man like you look like a fisherman you look like shit or something <laughs> <laughs> he said he looked like a fisherman and that made me laugh uh, and uh, that's it. <laughs> I I I kind of chuckled at the like uh, that like photoshopped portrait of the two of them like in Hawaiian yeah. shirts. <laughs> yeah. And then I I was like I kind of want that portrait in my yeah house in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I can remember from the first time I saw this movie because I saw this movie. Opening night in theaters with my dad. I also saw this movie opening night in yeah. theaters with my dad. Because I, Jordan. so we, I wonder if we were at the same show. We might have been. Yeah. Because uh, like I thought it looked funny. Like it's like oh yeah, it's like a sure. behind the scenes Hollywood thing. With... My my dad was a huge Analyze This fan. Mm, there you go. A couple years before this. Yeah. So. Yeah, so yeah, my dad and I saw this. My dad thought it was, like, really stupid and <laughs> hated it. Uh, and I I was pretty underwhelmed, too, when we, like, got out. But I do remember uh, he and I both laughed out loud when uh, they cut to that photo of De Niro and Eddie Murphy. When when De Niro is, like, uh, looks like two, like, looks like gay porn stars live here. And Eddie Murphy holds up the photo he's like, I think I just found him. And... <laughs> Yeah, I can vividly remember my dad and I, like, laughing out loud. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, like, kind of homophobic joke is, like, the funniest <laughs> joke in the movie, which is sad. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, so let's let's talk about, I have, I have exactly two notes that I took. Okay. I, I meant to take more, and then I... Like, I was watching it, and I yeah. was like, oh, I don't have really a lot to take notes about. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about Johnny Cochran's cameo. Yeah. Missed it. I, I was going to say, I was going to ask everybody a question what they thought was, like, either the most dated joke or, like, oh. the joke that, like, didn't age the best. About the lawyer. And I'd say the that. Johnny Cochran uh, cameo is probably the one. Yeah. Did you catch the Johnny Cochran? I caught the reference where he's like... My lawyer's Johnny Cochran, and I like know who that is. O.J. Simpson, right? Like, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So closer to that time period, but he actually shows up in the. Yeah, he's the, he's the lawyer. He's the lawyer. Yeah, it's oh, real brief. Oh, yeah. so he's referring to his lawyer. Yeah. Must yeah. Have out at that point. And he's a very bad actor in that yeah. scene. Like he's yeah. terrible. Like clearly not an actor. Um, not not that this movie's like all good actors. <laughs> The the joke that aged the worst is probably the scene where they're making fun of uh, Vargas's accent, right? That uh, that was the one that caused me to be like, okay, the whole joke is that you can't understand him because he's like a Latin man. Yeah, like it's just like, what is the joke here? This is terrible. So much humor in this movie left me so confused. Like, yeah. There the entire scenes where I'm like, what, what, how is this relevant? How does this further the plot? Like, why did I yeah. have to sit through three minutes of her being Oh, there? the plot. Mm. <laughs> There's not yeah, much of one. <laughs> we can go on about that. Yeah. I'm still not really sure, like, why specifically they were, went after him, this one arms dealer. I don't know. That, <laughs> I don't so, know. that doesn't... Yeah. yeah. So, I was thinking about, like, the script for this movie, or, like, the story or you know whatever and this movie genuinely feels like uh two separate movies like like uh 
And they were like, well, we can't afford, like, a new script for this. So here's, like, uh, an unfinished draft of a reality TV satire. And here's, like, an unfinished draft of some cop movie. Let's just take these scenes and put them next to each other. <laughs> and then throw in Eddie Murphy and Robert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, we got these two guys. It'll be fine. You can't but, go wrong. Uh, you know what absolutely enraged me is... I had watched the movie, you know, last weekend, and then uh-huh. like, made myself rewatch it. Cause it <laughs> so I'm already fucking annoyed and like sick of this movie. And then the blooper reel comes on. Yeah. And I'm like, why Classic. do I need to see outtakes or bloopers of these actors in this shitty movie, like not performing, like underperforming yeah. their fucking lines? So I just extended the whole experience, and I was just like so mad. The blooper reel made it seem like they actually had fun making this movie, yeah. which I would not have guessed. And I'm like, you have no idea what's like that this movie's gonna flop. Like, you look so happy yeah. and funny, yeah. like, joking around, jovial. I'm like, you're not. Yeah. I'm gonna be happy with the outcome of this. Yeah, because I feel like Eddie Murphy, like he's, you hear him talk about in interviews when he's in movies that he thinks are like bad or like didn't work. I'm sure he couldn't have liked Showtime. At what point do you, like, do you, do you think they ever realized that? Any of the oh, cast members? Or like, he probably knew before he even started yeah. making it. I don't, I don't think Eddie Murphy's an idiot. I'm sure he knew that it was dog shit. De Niro, too, has to Probably, know. yeah. So why did they agree to this? Money. Well, money? Yeah. yeah. Presumably, so like... why was there so much money given to this director, given that, like, he really wasn't successful prior to this was he uh he did uh shanghai noon oh which okay. was another was like one. buddy movie with yeah. owen wilson and i didn't know that jackie chan yeah uh so yeah maybe he was like another guy they were like well we got this guy who did this big buddy movie we got de niro we got eddie murphy and we got shatner my guess my guess is they picked tom day the director because he had made shanghai noon yeah but but he wasn't ever like their choice. They probably just were like, yeah. What can what can we what can we fit two stars into? Yeah. They're like, okay, De Niro and A. Murphy. What script can we do? And so they they find some mishmash <laughs> script with three different screenwriters credited yeah. and a different story credit. All four different people. Yeah. And then Shaggy did a song. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that Called before Showtime. we. Yeah. Shaggy recorded the theme song for this movie. I had to mute Showtime. it twice. You didn't mute it? <laughs> <laughs> you can't stand Shaggy? It's just a terrible fucking song. It I was always, bad. I always have subtitles on anyway. I'm like one of those people. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if I, something I comes on, I don't too. like I just yeah. mute it. And then when I see like little music notes like not happening anymore, I unmute yeah. it. <laughs> I keep subtitles on too. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, 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 I turn them on or, and off interchangeably i don't always have them on i don't always have them off yeah totally depends. but um this i did turn them on for this movie because <clears throat> this movie gets like really loud at certain times and i also just didn't feel like paying so close attention that i had to like <laughs> monitor the volume constantly yeah. you know so i'm like yeah. i'm just gonna throw subtitles on that way yeah kind of uh, yeah yeah uh but yeah shaggy did the the original song for this uh shaggy and baby face i believe yeah that's right. Uh, interesting fact about Shaggy that I recently learned. Uh, he did... Uh, here's your Shaggy fact for the day. <laughs> Shaggy <laughs> trivia. Uh, I was... Uh, I heard an interview he did with... Uh, for that Questlove podcast. And 
he apparently, uh, when he sings, that voice that he does is a stage voice. That's something he just puts on. That's not his real voice. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but because... his name is actually Shaggy, right? Yeah, that was his, like a name he... <laughs> oh, like his Christian name? <laughs> he was born. Yeah. Shaggy. 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 Orville... Shaggy Roberts. Orville Richard Burrell. Yeah. That's his real name. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so he was a, a Marine, and he got that voice from, uh, like, he's Shaggy doing, like, was a... was a Marine? He was a Marine, yeah. He, uh, yeah. it's like him doing a drill sergeant voice. Hmm. Like a, love, brat, love. <laughs> so that's where he gets it from. That is interesting. Yeah. Shaggy perfected his signature toasting voice while he was in the Marine Corps. There you go. <laughs> that's yeah. what I told you. Yeah, cool. Fascinating That's, fellow. Yeah. Great shaggy fact. <laughs> shaggy Look fact. Look forward to tomorrow's shaggy yeah. fact. That's where people <laughs> yeah, tune into this show for the... <laughs> for the shaggy facts? <laughs> the shaggy facts, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so shaggy did the song. Uh... What else were we talking about? Is I mean, anything? we kind of jumped around, but this movie's so... I mean, it's, oh, I will it's say, fun. I wanted to talk about the scene. Actually, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to mention it. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when they shot down the house? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we didn't even mention that uh, uh, Yasim Bey, a.k.a. or F.K.A. Mo's death. Yeah, Mo's death and yeah. uh, his girlfriend are in a house and Mo's death misused this gun, this very special weapon that's yeah. been manufactured. It's a big cannon gun. For whatever reason, Vargas is pissed and he wants his gun back. He takes it back. He shows up at his house, takes the gun back. Then they board up Mo's death's front door so he and his girl can't get out. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, he and his crew standing about 20 feet away in the yard, and all with, like, huge rifles, and just, like, yeah. shower the house with gunfire. Yeah. And it goes on and on and on. <laughs> and then eventually, like, at the end, the house collapses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's cute little craftsman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the... That's exactly what would happen. And all the henchmen laugh maniacally. <laughs> yeah. And then most definitely doesn't he? No, he's, no dead. he's dead. Yeah, he's dead, for sure. that's funny because I also thought, oh, he's probably going to survive this. But then, he, he, yeah, he can't end there. When the cops like show up to look at uh, investigate the scene, they're like, oh, they're all dead. Yeah, so he died. Probably the first time I remember seeing Mo's death in a movie. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that because I would say kind of like a couple years after this is when his acting career kind of like starts to take off a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Burn after, was he in Burn After Reading? No. Uh, he was in uh, 16 Blocks. Uh, Italian Job the next year. Oh yeah, Italian Job. He was good. I mean, in this movie. I think. Yeah, I mean. His six lines yeah. performed quite well. And for the most part, the actors don't really embarrass themselves in this movie. It's just like a terrible script. Mm-hmm. What are you looking up? What else Mos Def was in in the mid two thousands? Yeah, The Woodsman. Never saw it with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah, and oh, uh, sixteen blocks for sure. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. I was gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, and Mos Def is uh, not not uh, not around too much these days. Does he still make music? Because this movie came out between uh, like Black on Both Sides and whatever album came out like a couple years later. Um, honestly, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking of Be Kind Rewind. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that would have been like two thousand eight. Uh, Mos Def, he, he had decent amount of roles before this yeah 
Uh, he was in Monsters Ball the year before. Mm, I don't remember him in that. Uh, he was in Spike Lee movie Bamboozled in 2000. Oh, okay. Did a bunch of TV in the 90s. He was in The Hard Way with Michael J. Fox and James Woods. Wow. Yeah. Which is kind of reminiscent of Showtime. <laughs> As Dante Smith, which must huh. have been... He must have been like a child. Birth, birth name, yeah. Uh, wow. So, most stuff hasn't released anything since 2018. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Cut in there. Uh, well, I guess we could move on to Final Judgments. Check my notes. I didn't... I think I made more than two notes. Oh, okay. This movie jokes about being bad in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing that this movie does, is that it opens with De Niro talking straight to the camera, talking about, like, action movie buddy cop tropes, and then pretty much the whole movie is just that. Of trope-filled action movie. It tries yeah. to be self-aware at the beginning. It yeah. Just, this is a satire, apparently. Sort of. <laughs> it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then, gun and slurpy, or icy cuff, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> so you're reading your notes right now, and on your notes you have written, uh, gun in icy, icy cup. cup, yeah. Slurpy slash icy, yeah. but second viewing confirmed it's icy. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Uh, it's a lifesaver. It's a lifesaver. shootout finale happens in the first ten minutes. Where they're guest directors <laughs> this movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Lack the, of cohesion and mood. The movie yeah. does feel like multiple people or like multiple reshoots or something. Is yeah. this movie trying to embody everything? <laughs> question mark. Yeah. The fuck? Um, oh, question for Dan and Andrew. Yeah. Do you think you can edit this movie to make it a coherent and maybe even good movie? You already went over that. Mm, sort that of. would be tough. You'd have to have all the f- other footage, too. Like, you, I don't think you could do it with just the movie footage. Yeah. You'd have to have unused stuff and then try and make it work. Or what if you were to just uh, cut out Eddie Murphy and Robert De Niro so it'd just be the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just his story. <laughs> no one on planet Earth would go see that movie. <laughs> And then he just gets killed. It just cuts for a second to Robert De Niro shooting him. <laughs> like, Wait, is that Robert De Niro? <laughs> yeah. Um, just quickly going back to that, like first uh, that early scene with the uh, where he's got this icy, and they're going undercover, and Moe's Def is like uh, selling them the cocaine. Those guys obviously look like cops. <laughs> yeah, right from the bat. I'm like, that like, would never work. De Niro and Nestor Serrano, like, dressed like, you know... Dads. Uh, dads from the 90s, like, yeah. wearing khakis and tan blazers or whatever. Uh, they're obviously cops. Why yeah. would they not figure out that they're cops? Yeah, <laughs> the least passing yeah. undercover cops I've ever seen. And then rerun. So what was his gig? Because I thought he was... Oh, so it was under the guise of yeah. reselling used TVs, right? Mm-hmm. But he was really selling weapons. Yeah, like, and... that's their front, that it's like okay. an electronic oh. store or whatever. But yeah, they sell drugs and guns that are... Big. Big guns. Yeah. Yeah. What, what were some of your other notes that you didn't read? Um, it's been a while since we breezed slash, through a movie like this. <laughs> bonus scene I mean, slash bloopers. Why, why, why? 
<laughs> uh, was this movie made sure by a director good... that had connections to famous actors that happened to be good friends and then these actors they all agreed to partake in this piece of shit that they assumed to be good because the other people who brought them together knew all of them for some reason and they're all together collaborating question mark question mark question yeah. mark that doesn't even make sense I I did try and look up information about the production of this movie and couldn't find anything are uh, screenplays usually read by the actors <laughs> And if so, what the fuck did De Niro read? They might be like, sign me up. I mean, he probably just saw the paycheck. Because this exactly. movie cost $80 million. Insane. It had uh, to be like really? 20. Wow. Most it had to of be it, like 2020. Most like, of it probably went to the actors, yeah. It had to be $20 million for De Niro, $20 yeah. million for Eddie, <clears throat> and probably like 10 yeah. for Christ. Rene Russo. This is insane. Yeah. So at that point, like, who cares what the script looks like? Now the yeah. bloopers make sense, because they're yeah. like the outtakes. Laughing their ass off. They're like, ha ha ha, I'm rich. Sure. Uh, How about the ending at the pool? Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Uh So, yeah, it ends. There's Surprised the big... no one got shot in yeah. that pool. So there's the big shootout at the gun show, and then it goes upstairs into the hotel and... Uh, Pedro Damian takes Rene Russo hostage in one of the hotel rooms and then they shoot uh, the ceiling and which is right underneath the, the pool that's on the roof. They also had the gun in the camera like they did with the icy Oh yeah 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 that's a callback to the icy trick mm-hmm. uh, Yeah De Niro decides to hide the gun in the video camera Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you do that yeah, yeah, very. I mean, like Doesn't he matter. just he just invented a device, like yeah. in a matter of seconds in the in the uh, in the hallway there. Yeah, like, it makes zero sense. Yeah, I I will say though that like him putting the gun in the video camera is, I think one of, oh, uh, very few cases where the plots of the reality show and the crime plot interact with each other. Cause I said it earlier that they feel like two separate movies. Like they feel like they barely like the crime stuff and the reality show stuff barely like, no, it's very disjointed. They, yeah. the, the, the crime stuff never actually feels like it's being filmed or anything. It just feels <laughs> like they're doing this stuff. Yeah. And then, and then you have the like confession booth stuff separate. Yeah. Like it never feels like, Judah Friedlander, only like one scene. We didn't <laughs> Judah Friedlander, we didn't even talk about him. Yeah, yeah. Julio for some reason doesn't look like a Julio. The cameraman, uh, the guy who you with the novel, you probably yes. recognize from uh, Thirty Rock or yeah. other stuff. Or Meet the Parents, in, his second collab, <clears throat> his second right. collab with Bobby D. That's right. Uh, he was the <laughs> the mums uh, <laughs> <laughs> clerk. Yeah. <laughs> Trucker hat guy. Yeah, yeah. He always says the novelty trucker hats. Yeah. That's, like, his thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, you never, like, see him, like, running around through the, like, these yeah. crime scenes, like, following them yeah. or anything like that, so. Yeah, like, the reality show plot and the crime plot, like, never feed off of each other in any interesting way at all. Or, like, at all, period. Yeah. Like, Rene Russo, you never really hear her talking about Vargas. You wonder if, like, they figured out where they were going with the plot in, like, post-production. Uh, yeah. Chaotic movie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely insane. This movie yeah. had an eighty-five million dollar budget. By the way, I, I was pulling up the box office from when we go over that. Yeah, and that uh, sense, that's uh, that's insane. This movie right. wouldn't. What movies get eighty-five million dollars nowadays? None. Nothing. Like a movie with Robert De Niro and Eddie Murphy today would not get that budget. No, no. But that race through downtown LA was pretty destructive and elaborate. Like there was yeah, a lot of yeah, like, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. It, there's a lot of like stunt work and actual stuff mm-hmm. staged for it, which and, is like, like downtown space being used and shut off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably costs, probably costs a lot. Money, yeah, yeah. Because that was probably a couple th- couple days worth of filming that they had to and do. And that was definitely downtown. It seemed like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was like I recognize a lot of those streets mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, and uh, when uh, Eddie Murphy was pulling his uh, Corvette or whatever that was into the police parking garage. Did anybody catch that, that was a, a white stuntman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. But I did laugh at the uh, stuntman that uh, was being sucked out of the the hole in the building for De Niro. <laughs> De Niro, yeah, I caught that too. I was like, who's that guy? Yeah. That guy doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> yeah. Or how about when, like, the... Yeah. What are those vehicles called with like the things do this and let you lift? Uh, a uh, tipper truck. Whatever happens when Robert De Niro in that like chase scene, uh-huh. he gets kind of like t-boned by that truck that's mm-hmm. being driven by Vargas's people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the two pr- like prongs or whatever like get stuck under. Oh, the like car. a forklift. Forklift. Yeah, but uh-huh. it's like a truck, so they they yeah. lift yeah. up, and then there's this whole scene of him the driver with the cop car lifted in front of him like blocking oh, yeah. his viewpoint De Niro shoots the guy kills him and then the car keeps driving like for another like good 30 seconds yeah, yeah. it's like steering I think even this is all the coming driver, back to me by the way as you describe it I forgot about this whole <laughs> and part. then somehow Eddie Murphy and um homeboy Ka- no camera guy I think Judah Freelander yeah. they show up Julio Julio. Mm-hmm. They show up kind of like along the side with the cop car and they're like, jump, jump. And then De Niro jumps out of his car and lands yeah. onto the police car where they break. And then the truck with the forklift ends up in a fiery explosion and everyone. Everyone dies. Who isn't already died is dead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even the like. I almost threw something at the TV. <laughs> that's not even like the climax of the movie, right? That's no, like uh, you, you watch it thinking it's going to be. Oh, this is clearly the end of yeah. the movie or whatever. I'm like, yeah. oh, this movie's really short, and it feel it's short, but yeah. Terrible. But then we get like the whole thing where they figure out the ballistics guys in on it, and then and the yeah. gun, all the gun stuff is like after that. There's like yeah. about twenty minutes after that. <laughs> yeah, there's no gradual climax to anything. It's just kind of like. Yeah. Something, nothing. Yeah. Something. It does feel like they were like, well, let's pull this scene from this script and this scene from this script and yeah. call oh, it a day. It's a, it's a Frankenstein yeah. script. Perfect. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. job. It's man. just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's. Frankenscript. Yeah. yeah. Frankenscript. I, I, I would, I mean, I wonder what the actual, I wonder if they even had a shooting script, honestly. Probably not. Who cares with 85 <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so this movie was terrible, but I'm really, really, <laughs> I really enjoyed talking about it with you guys. Yeah. It was fun. I would have never seen this movie again had we not 
had this podcast where we watch every movie yeah, that came out this year. No, 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 no. I, I, no. I never would have been compelled to like watch it again because I didn't like it then. I, I didn't mean, like it then. We talked about that. And I probably, like, without this podcast, I probably wouldn't have thought about this movie for another couple years, and then I would have definitely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. I did, if I didn't like it when I was 14... <laughs> like there, there's no chance I was gonna like it better yeah. like now at age yeah. thirty five, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so final judgments. Uh, I'll just say like this movie misses like so many opportunities. If only they put as much money into I'm assuming De Niro and Eddie Murphy as they did like maybe working on the script for a little bit longer, they probably could have come up with some interesting ideas to make it all flow as one cohesive idea or take it in interesting directions like i i was even like coming up with like trying to come up with better ideas as i was watching it using like the same ideas that were there in the movie and i was thinking like why didn't they because they kind of like very briefly like touch the idea of the executive kind of manufacturing conflicts or you know like you know, they give them, they put them together because they disagree with each other and they, like, give them, like, fancy apartments and stuff. Like, what if they went even further and they, like, made up the, uh, like, the show manufactured the crime subplot? Like, they were like, oh, these guys are after some boring uh, gun salesman. Let's make him a... Uh, a guy who has this cannon gun. Let's give him money to buy this cannon gun. So the producers become like the villains, and they fund like the uh, the. Uh, hey, maybe you should. That's how you make remake. it better. <laughs> remake, better. remake Showtime. Remake Showtime and make it good. Yeah, and then like uh, De Niro and Eddie Murphy actually like get along, and they're like, "Well, this is boring. You guys should disagree. Let's uh, let's make you guys fight." <laughs> I don't know. There's like a, a billion ways they could have made this more interesting to like play on those tropes that they were making fun of at the beginning of the movie. Uh, bad movie. Uh, very few things kept, uh, kept this out of F territory for me. I'm going to go D minus for this one. One or two chuckles. And, you know, like I said, the actors didn't, like, completely embarrass themselves. Yeah, I mean, De, Niro, De Niro's done worse. That's stuff, true. Even yeah. From, like... This that time general period. time period, yeah. yeah, and I think Eddie Murphy has done worse from 2002. <laughs> yes. when we get to Pluto Nash, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm gonna settle on D minus. Okay, yeah. I am with you. D minus, yeah. not yeah. a solid F, but not a D solid. Yeah, it's not, not good enough. Not even an F plus. <laughs> it's not good enough for a D. I I hey. Uh, all across the board, D minus. That's D minus. exactly where yeah. I was going. Yeah, that's perfect. So, it's a D minus film. Yeah. Um, well, uh, let's let's do a little bit of box office here, yeah. just just for fun, and then and then we'll we'll guess the tomato meter before we head out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this movie uh, cost eighty five million dollars <laughs> to make insane yeah and that's estimated too it probably was more than that especially with when like marketing marketing yeah. and stuff um this movie did not make its budget back it opened at number three opening weekend uh because it was it was a big weekend because it was ice age and resident evil also came out yeah um and harrison's flowers 
and um, it, it, it came in third, uh, made $15 million opening weekend, and then it just kind of dropped like a stone every week. After that, uh, it ended up making $38 million here, and somehow another $39 million internationally, mm. uh, but it still fell short of its initial budget, uh, so it only made $77 million mm. worldwide. That's still a lot. It's, I mean, it's more than I would have guessed, but yeah. I mean, it was a failure in the sense that it yeah. didn't even make its money back. I the think. audacity of these, like, you can tell they thought this was going to be huge. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like. I mean, it's one of those, like, super lazy, brazen Hollywood things where they're like, just put two stars in yeah. and yeah. the movie will make mm-hmm. itself. And it's right. just like, no, it won't. This is proof that it won't. <laughs> you can't just do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're like, well, you know, Rush Hour was big. Yeah, 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 yeah. People like buddy cops. Yeah. I wonder if they try to get Ratner for this. Probably. Ugh. Ratner. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, Disgraced Hollywood director who did the Rush Hour movies. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Got me too. Yeah. Um... um uh, let's see. Let's guess that tomato meter. What do you think critics thought? Seventeen uh, percent. Seventeen. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't looked yet, so I can I can participate. I'm gonna go a little higher. I don't know why. Twenty-two uh, percent. And. Oh, twenty-five. 25. So. Oh, so I was the lowest. Uh, you were the lowest. 12, 17, 22. Hours. I would have assumed the critics thought. Oh, increments of five, though. Yeah. Yeah. Showtime starts out as a promising satire. Where? When? <laughs> <laughs> In, like, De Niro talking to children? Is that it? Oh, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it ends up becoming the type of movies it is satirizing. I mean, that's true, but, like. Yeah. That's. But, like, I disagree with the promising satire. No, yeah. it's bad, like, all the way through. Yeah, like, I was being generous like, by saying I thought that knife thing was funny. <laughs> the wobbly knife. Uh, yeah, no, the Eddie Murphy, like, audition scene, right off the bat, I was like, oh, this movie's it's, gonna be bad. <laughs> I mean, you're like, oh, so he's, it's, a, it's satirical already, yeah, but yeah. it's just a bad satire. Yeah. Should we guess the cinema score? Sure. So, this is like one more thing that we guess, where we guess the cinema score, which is... I can't remember if we did this on the Queen of the Damned episode, but we guessed the, uh, uh, what audience would have, audiences would have rated oh, we, this. We Exit did. polls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember... It's on an A, B, C, D, F scale. So, uh, one, one, one thing I should tell you before you lock in your vote is always go higher. Than whatever you think for the cinema score, it's always a lot higher than you would expect. So it's a C. Uh, Is that your guess? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say B. So the thing about the thing about cinema score. Is it's clocking? It's only certain audiences, and it's also clocking people that went out of their way to see this like right away. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, fans. it's people that are what, searching for reasons mm, for it to be good. Basically. Yeah, exactly. That's usually what I what I kind of my amateur analysis of cinema scores. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll say it's a B minus. I was thinking B minus. Yeah, because even like. 
the people that would go to see this would have to be disappointed. Word Even of mouth, if, word of mouth seemed yeah, pretty bad. I based on the a B, solid okay. B. It could be lower than we think, but honestly, like sometimes it, it really shocks us yeah. when we do these because Rollerball, Rollerball was like a B, right? I think it was a B minus. Still. Which is the same grade as Showtime. A B minus. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yeah. So we're, we're all in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there it was. I would not have given this a B minus even then. Even when I was 14. No. I'm like, no, that's just, that's just so... I distinctly remember, uh, because I did the same thing when I was a kid, I kept letter grades yep. of these movies. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> very cool teen. I had a, a leather, uh, or like That's a pleather, it. rather. That was how we met. Notebook. Because you had your notebook. Yeah. Aww. Uh, what were you guys when you met? 14? Yeah, in the year 2002. Yeah. And you guys bonded over movies? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember specifically the moment. I don't know if you do, but I no. do. No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, we, uh... It was in our PE class because the uh, I had a different PE class at the beginning of the semester than I did. Oh, no, no. There was a PE class I was in at the beginning of the semester, and then I went into a different one in the second semester, and you were in that class, and we were, like, waiting for the teacher to show up outside at the, you know, whatever that was, like the volleyball court or whatever, and I was reading Roger Ebert's uh, movie book. And I think you said something like, oh, you're a movie guy, huh? And I was like, yep. And that was it. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, so dumb. Yeah, that was it. I I guess I don't know a better way to make friends now. (laughs) That's that's about as much as I've got. Oh, you like movies? Me too. And that was really it, yeah. And then from then on... We just hung out a lot in PE talking movies. Yeah, we used to like. Not now. I said from then on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, from then. we I mean, we go to our old high school. And we hang out in the PE <laughs> class, and like, who are those two old guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we used to just like sit in the um the gym. gym because our teacher literally did not care what we did most of the time. Yeah. Uh, he was we, getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Brody, and uh, we we just like read the like Friday. The, like, calendar section of the newspaper with, like, movie reviews and, like, the ads and shit in it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. Pretty cool. (laughs) That's it for our showtime talk. (laughs) Uh, It's been showtime. Yeah. Uh, So, again, Katie, thank you for coming here and (laughs) spending way too much time talking about this movie. I, like, I really enjoyed it. No, no, I mean, I just mean <laughs> the movie didn't deserve to be talked about for as long as... <laughs> for, probably didn't deserve to be talked about for like no, no, five no. minutes, but... Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I think we had a fun conversation, but I don't think uh, anybody else has talked about the movie Showtime for as long as we did tonight. I'm, I'm going to look into that. I want to yeah. see if anyone else has done a deep dive podcast on this movie. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed you guys. Yes, thank you for, for coming. Thanks and for coming. We'll, I'll Venmo you uh, seven bucks for Showtime. Mm. 640. 640. Yeah, it was $3.19 <laughs> for rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember that weird amount. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's my pleasure, actually. I like hanging out with you guys, so. Thank you. Well, yeah, you can come thank back you. for. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let you. Okay. 
since you've watched two pretty bad movies, we'll let you look at the <laughs> April schedule before anyone else. Yeah. And you can claim whatever movie you want on yeah. the April schedule. I may dig my heels into the trash guest position. Okay. Right. That's trash a that's a guest. that's a great niche that can yeah. be filled. So. so you'll come back for sorority boys. But yeah, if somebody doesn't want to be present, I'll be I'll be there. Can you take my spot for sorority boys? <laughs> <laughs> I just can take that week off, that's my feet up. <laughs> that's when we don't have anybody for. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. with good reason. Yeah, that might be one of the that might be the worst movie of two thousand two. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Master. Yeah, it's got to be really good. I mean, Given the year and the title. I will like always, so. I will always stand by that Van Wilder is the worst movie of two thousand two. <laughs> but that might just be a personal choice. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see in eight years. Yeah. When we're the definitive experts. Yeah. Yeah. By then, you guys will be. The historians of the year. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks uh, to the audience for listening to this episode. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode for E tu mama tambien. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron. That's right. Yeah. Adios. Adios and goodbye.